Hi, this is Chris Heaton with Standing Before the Mass podcast. I am back from the break, and I have some great new guests lined up for this season. Uh, my next guest is Eli Dana from the Newport Shipyard. Eli is the general manager of the Newport Shipyard, and he's a busy guy with a young family, so I really appreciate that he was able to sit down for a chat. In addition to his duties at the Newport Shipyard, Eli is also a board member of the Rose Island Lighthouse. He has experience working in another shipyard when he was away at college, and he spent some time in New Zealand as a tender driver for an America's Cup team. I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm here today with Eli Dana. He's the general manager of the Newport Shipyard. How are you? Very good. How about you? Uh, what is your role as general manager? Um, everything? Just oversee a little bit of everything, yeah, uh, with a you know a focus on the marina and the uh, and the uh, kind of space utilization and the uh, strategic planning are my main functions. Um, what are some of the greatest challenges working there? Uh, small footprint for what, what we do, mm-hmm. um, with the big travel lifts and a lot of boats and a lot of cars and, yeah. and, uh, it just ends up being a lot happening in, in a small amount of space. I noticed that just walking by with my dogs, your security guys are really good. They, yes. they must have the, the nicest demeanor about them because they've yes. got to keep the right people going in and out. Exactly. And, and um, I... I've heard them say, offer helpful suggestions on where people could park who aren't yep. all the way welcome in. Yep. Um, is that Are they your employees or are they a separate company? They're a separate company. Oh, they actually. are. We just switched this past summer okay. to a different company. The previous company had a few great guys, um, but then they were having trouble finding new people. So we uh, switched to the same company that does the hospital. Oh, right. And uh, they've been great to work with. So. Yeah, they're always professionally dressed. And, yeah. yeah. Good uniforms. Yep. They've been good, and and the the joke always is that, that my dad always says he's like he's like they're meant to to you know keep the right people coming in and out, but at the same time that they, they need to lose the arguments. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good but, point. Uh, so, and I also see you've got uh, based on the logo, you've got quite a few cars that are maybe shipyard cars that yes. folks use. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we've got a five vehicles. Yeah. Right. That, so I guess loaners. They're basically just loaners for people to go out to the hardware store or, yeah. you know, pick up groceries, that kind of thing. They're kind of meant for local use and stuff. But yeah, I remember one helps, customer. Helps to minimize. Several years ago, one customer cars. was using your Jeep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I guess it morphed into that. Into the, yeah, exactly. I once read a funny quote, and I don't know if, if it was attributed to you or your father, uh, regarding bells. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about how much time it consumes versus what it represents as a percentage of your bottom line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it takes a lot of time to, to manage the restaurant. It's uh, definitely yeah. restaurants are a challenging business. And um, you're also a venue for social events. Yes, and fundraisers. And fundraisers, and yep. Where did the logo come from? Who designed that? Uh, Raphael Bogoslaw, who did a number of other. He did the cookhouse logo. Um, there's quite a few throughout town that he did, um, but he also did he re- did the rebranding for the post office over 20 years ago, oh, 25 wow. years ago, um, and like Seagram's Gin, and he did a bunch of other things. But right. he lived so in he... Newport and uh, passed away a few years ago. But oh. uh, uh, 
yeah, no. So did he also do out. the one for the candy store cup that integrates your? He, well, we took his that we had, and then we modified it with the, with the candy store. Did the the shipyard clothing and all the gear with the logo on it? Did that come yeah. out of that, or was it planned all along? Uh, it was just kind of an evolution of things. Yeah. You know, people like the logo and like the T-shirts, and we just kind of kept going with it. It really so. is ubiquitous. I see it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I was at um, I was at Park City snowboarding last year. Oh, and yeah. it was one on the one of the chairlift poles. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So someone represented yeah. you out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. No, we hear it all Which the time. Nice. So yeah, we we go through about ten thousand stickers a year. Right. I so. I heard that. Do I remember correctly, a long time ago, did you work on the raw bars? Uh, yes, I did. The boat. Yeah, the floating the, raw bar. The floating. Back in like that has to be the only 97. successful yeah. Yeah, waterfront, uh, on-the-water food yeah. provisioning that ever it, took place. It was great. It really was. And, I, and it's one of those things, I don't know if that would be successful nowadays. But, no. Um, you know, I feel like there's, now that the marinas have a lot bigger boats in them and stuff like that, that... You know, have crew and have chefs. I don't know if it'd be as popular. But Even before that, then, was, people seem cool. to come to Newport and want to go ashore. Yeah, exactly. And the restaurants weren't as good 25 years ago. Right. So. There was one funny review that I saw on Facebook. You had all five-star reviews yeah. uh, regarding, I guess, the shipyard or Bells in particular. Yeah. One was a three-star with the comment, I love this place. I just wish their lattes filled the cup with an attached smiley face. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so this, this person clearly took their lattes serious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with that 500-ton travel lift, what's the largest vessel either in tonnage or length overall you've, you've hauled with it? Yeah, length overall I think was uh, Schooner Atlantic. Mm-hmm. About, I think she's about 220 feet wow. with the bowsprit and the boom overhang. Uh, Weight-wise, we did a powerboat this summer that was right at 490, I think. Yeah. So. So it, it, it's a family business, your, yes. your father. Yep. What's it like working with your father? Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. 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 It goes pretty smoothly for the most part. And, and he's Does been... leave you up to your... Yeah, for the most part. He's been phasing out a bit. My sister uh, just started working uh, full-time this oh, year. Right. So, what, um, in what capacity? Uh, kind of business manager, I think, is what her, her title is. So kind of keeping us all on our toes and making sure we don't spend too much money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I read, I, I noticed, I read a profile. It sounded like once you bought it, your family bought yep. it, it took a long time to, with reinvestment to become profitable. To be, yeah, yeah. We bought it in 98 and we kind of broke even. If you take out depreciation, we kind of broke even in 2005. We broke even cash-wise in 2006. Six and had a little profit in 2007, so wow. it was almost That's 10 a years. Long yeah. Haul. yeah. <laughs> Do you have future? Well, you're you're limited by your footprint, but what are your future expansion plans? Is it? It's mainly just tweaking the tweaking the business model. Yep. Um, this uh, in December we get a new dry stack forklift, so we're going to put in some portable dry stack racks um, to be able to handle a lot of the tenders for the bigger boats and uh, and stuff like that. So it's just these incremental things. It's, it's you know, replacing bulkheads and just gaining efficiencies yep. and, and um, you know, trying to figure out what people to hire and, and you know, where, where there's gaps in our service or our subcontractor's services. Because uh, you have a lot of on-site partners. Yeah. Well, independent businesses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. What do you never leave your home without? 
my computer. I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 A, lot of, a lot of times my kids come to work with me. So. Is there a person who's been a, an influence or a mentor to you? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, within, within the company, um, I started out in the rigging department. Um, All right. And Jimmy that runs the travel lifts, um, I worked for him for kind of two summers, I guess it was. Um, so from the hands-on side of it, I would say, you know, he kind of mentored me to understand that side of it. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's been various people, you know, within the organization and then, um, you know, outside of the organization, you know, I'd say my father, um, and, uh, then I did a, an America's Cup campaign as a tender driver and rigger, so I learned a lot oh, from, right. from all the guys on. Which that. campaign was that? It was Stars and Stripes in 2002. Okay. We trained in Long Beach for six months and then went to New Zealand. And uh, it's funny how, how many of the guys from the team still live in Newport and right. end up, you know, a lot of them work for Rig Pro and I see them every day. And, and uh, Veronica, that does our marketing, was on the team and stuff. So It really is amazing how many people settled here. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know guys from the 83 Cup yep, exactly. that, that are working as independents. Yeah, in all over the place, yeah. yeah. What was your first boat or first adventure on a boat or around the water? Uh, growing up on boats all my life. My, right. uh, my dad's had boats since before I was born, and, and we just grew up you know, every summer going on a boat for a month. And, oh, wow. And uh, my dad always tells the story of you know, I was 10 days old, and we went down to the Bahamas, and he had the boat down there, and... And we did two weeks on the boat when I was 10 days old. Do you feel that the boating industry does enough to promote the preservation of the environment given the potential for a large negative impact we have? I think people are are looking at it more and more. Um, I think there's, you know, much more that ever, all of us can do. Right. Um, and I think, you know, the awareness is starting to build and people are, are you know, I'm noticing it from our customers, our contractors, everyone's finally starting to think about it right and it's not as much of an uphill battle of you know oh, this is the way we've always done things people are open open for change now have you ever fallen overboard uh not really off a boat but <laughs> off a barge during the uh, america's cup campaign <laughs> oh really <laughs> <laughs> the power cord for the barge we lost power, and uh, so I went and followed the cord, and I tried to jump from the barge to the pier, and I didn't make it. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that accounts for a lot of yeah. yeah. I've, I've missed a few. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation that you shouldn't have survived, or was that it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably many in college, but other than All that. Right. <laughs> I was thinking around the water. Yeah, maybe. no, on the water, everything's been pretty manageable. Since you were in the participated in America's Cup campaign, do you know the name of the original trophy? The 100 Guinea Cup? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite waterfront character? Favorite waterfront character? Um, there's so many <laughs> in Newport. There are. There's so many, yeah. right, even at just uh, at your shipyard. At the shipyard, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to, to protect their innocence, you could only use their first name if you'd like. Yeah. No, I, you know, I think David Ray. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a character, and he's, he's a partner of ours at the shipyard. Um, uh, he's quite a character, um, Bill Casey. Oh yeah, but yeah, there's so many in Newport. What's your favorite harbor or cove to visit when you're not working? When I'm not working. Um, or are you always working? Yeah, I'm working a lot, but um, 
locally, we you know often go to Mackerel Cove or something like that. Um, but we grew up going to Maine every summer, and, uh, and I can't even pick one up there. There's so many. Right. But um, but I guess you know I always you know love going to little quiet islands up in Maine and and being the only boat there, right? You know, other than like passing lobster boat or something. So. I have a, a section I call "Is it necessary?" Yeah. and it's I come across things, products that people bring, yeah. invent and say, you know, the marine industry needs this. Yeah, and I often scratch my head. Yeah, <laughs> um, one of them is uh, underwater LED lighting. Is it necessary? I guess there'd be certain cases where it would be handy to have, but yeah. for the most part, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Guys who fish offshore like it. Yeah, they said exactly. it brings up the whole food chain. Yeah, but I read a recent uh, Coast Guard statement. They issued a warning that, and I'm not sure if it was underwater lighting or interior. It affects yeah. negatively affects VHF radios and oh. AI, and particularly the AIS transponder. Really? Yeah. It's not conclusive, I don't think. Yeah. But it was enough for them to issue a warning. A warning, yeah. yeah. Huh. How about center consoles with four or more outboards? I think fairly unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, I often wondered at what point, you know, Boeing went from four engines on a 747 down to two on a Dreamliner. Yeah. Well, and I think there is a little bit of a consolidation on, you know, boats that a few years ago would have had quad 250s right. and now are going with twin 350s or three 350s um but there are i was just looking at a picture earlier of quad 400s so people wow. you know still seem yeah. to like the ridiculous so but uh, that's amazing at some point i kind of feel like oh, you know, once you get to 35 or 40 knots do you really need to go a whole lot faster than that right yeah and and the number of times where the sea condition let you go a whole lot faster what's the most beautiful or scenic place you've ever been Probably overall in New Zealand, probably. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think... I've heard it's beautiful. Yeah. Just, you know, between the the mountains, the water, the the weather is, like, always changing. Like, it's fine. I mean, there's certain days in Newport that you feel like it's a little bit the same, where it, mm-hmm. it's like... Without the mountains, yeah, without the mountains, but like the the you, know, you get the pouring rain and and kind of cold weather, and then all of a sudden the sun comes out, and it's beautiful and stuff like that. But I feel like New Zealand has a lot more of that change in it, at least where we were in Auckland. How long were you there for? Uh, five months. Right. So well, that's a fair enough time to experience. Yeah. I remember one time when I, when I was driving the tender, towing the race boat, and. Uh, they said, hey, can you tow us out from underneath this cloud? We've got hail. And I was like, well, it's 80 degrees and sunny on my boat. <laughs> and it was a 100-meter tow line. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That short a distance. That short a distance, yeah. Jeez, that so, puts New England to shame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are the best or worst jobs you've had before this? Uh, best or worst jobs? Um, I've been doing this for a while, so really my two only – Three jobs I've really done are work for the cup team, work at the shipyard, and uh, I worked at a marina down in, in Charleston when I was going to school down there. And uh, I don't know. I think they all have their pros and cons. Right. And <laughs> if you can travel in time, where would you go? And in what period? Probably like the turn of the century. Something mm. like, yeah, something yeah. like that. Most, most people yeah. in our business go for that. For the, yeah. I've yet to have anyone decide they want to go into the future. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, beyond the immediate future. Yeah. <laughs> what changes have you seen in the marine industry that have had the most effect on your business? 
for us over the past you know 15 years or so the the size of boats has just been getting a lot bigger right we've had to to follow that and you know when i started 15 years ago a huge boat was 140 feet and now it's kind of like our average size is that and and a lot of our big big boats are 200 250 300 feet right um it's just the the size and the complexity of them has has totally changed yeah i think i joke with uh, john herschler when i talked with him or, or kim i can't remember when I first started as an assistant harbor master, you go around the harbor, this is like 88, 89. Yeah, yeah. If you saw an 85-foot Broward, it yeah, stood out. exactly. And now you no. couldn't find one if no, you tried. they're all over the... Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had an adventure on the water in a non-marine item, like a wash tub going down a river, or have you ever... You know, you said sometimes you see, the like, the fool's regatta in James' yeah, time, for yeah, example. Yeah. Have you ever participated in anything like that? Not really. We do the pumpkin regatta at the shipyard, and we... It's like basically like fake fiberglass pumpkins, which right. is pretty. <laughs> is that a fundraiser or is it? Just yeah, it's for, a fundraiser. Fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's it's fairly hard to paddle a, a circle. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> they kind of yeah. tend to spin. <laughs> Go in a circle. Um, I, I read that you do a cookout for your staff. Is that? Yeah, we usually still do. A, true? Yeah. yeah, we usually yeah. do a couple couple cookouts. Uh, you know, just like lunches uh, for the guys um, during the summer, um, and then we do a number of like crew parties mm. that you know employees come to and and so we do quite a few kind of um customer and employees right parties kind of joined yeah which is always fun um and of course it's a free it, not free but it's open access to the public if they want to walk in to yeah to basically Bells. basically to the restaurant right it is public access um from there we try to discourage too much walking around sure. just because it is a working shipyard right um and and the boats are very private and stuff. So yeah, obviously. And you, you talked about the water lines getting bigger. You've had to invest in some big equipment to keep up with that. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. We put the 500 ton travel lift in back in 2013, and we put a 200 ton travel lift in a couple, uh, two years ago. And so yeah, there's been some big big investments. Um, but it, you know, it's an, important to keep up with. So you were you were on. chasing that. It wasn't as if you built it and then they came. It, it was. We did of... a little bit of. In the beginning, we had a 300 ton travel lift, and uh, in the beginning, we you know we had a railway, and then we added a travel lift to it, and it was a little bit of you know build it and they'll come, and then they came, and then the boats <laughs> got bigger, and right. you know, we needed to do it again. But now it's you know there's quite a few new yards going in in Florida, and and ones expanding their capacity, but. Um, there's uh, there's a lot of infrastructure getting added to the super yacht market now. Wow. So. And do you have your own wood shop there and, and machinist? Or we've got machinists, mechanics, um, a couple carpenters, um, but we have uh, Jim Thompson has his own shop um, uh, at the shipyard and has usually about 25 guys working there. Um, he may be up to closer to 30 right now even. Wow. Um, but uh, a lot of what we do is use subcontractors. A bunch of them rent space from us, so they're on site all the time. Right. Um, but it, it's become a good model where we have a kind of a core workforce, but we add a lot with subcontractors. Yep. And the boats have gotten so complicated that it's hard to cover every trade. Right. And, yeah, that's and difficult. It, and have enough people when all the boats are here in the summer and then in the winter when, you know, it's just... 20 or 30 winter storage boats to then have a workforce that's just sitting. Right. So. 
And as far as like the pro- professional varnishers, that they yeah. they go with the boat, or do you allow them in? Obviously, yeah, we allow them in. Usually, they come in um, as crew on the boats. Yep. And uh, but then there's there's quite a few that have kind of moved to the area, right? Um, so um, there's a, you know pretty good. Depth yeah, it's really that. a big economic engine. Yeah, and I I did a little bit of research as to how you, you guys came about it. And yeah. it was a bit of a, an auction and a bid. And, yep, and exactly. I didn't realize until I'd done some recent research that who you were competing or your dad was competing against yep. was intending to put condominiums there. Yeah. And yep. I, I guess I had forgotten that. And um, I'm just thinking about the public access. You allow people to walk to Bells. None of that would be able no. to happen. No, it, it, you know? you know, it would probably be much more like... You know, like a Brown and Howard or something like that, which I think right. in theory has some public access, but it's they discourage it. <laughs> and well, then the other aspect is it wouldn't once the condos are built, there's no more real economic activity. Yes, exactly. You know, especially yeah. for the marine industry. Yeah, no, and a lot of those condos tend to be um, seasonal people. You're right. So most of them are dark in the winter and, and stuff like, like that. Like my neighborhood. So, yeah, no, like, <laughs> yeah. we live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. It's crazy how dark it gets. Well, I usually only notice when it's time to walk the dogs and someone hasn't shoveled. Yes, you know? exactly. Yep. I notice you do um, a fair amount of public good uh, yeah. in that um, your guys police the area. I've also seen yeah. guys with shipyard clothing, unless they're just your customers, <laughs> yeah. picking up litter along yes. Washington Street between yep. uh, the, the fishing pier and Go, yeah. And even store a that's park. A, yeah, that's one of the first things on their on the guys' list in the morning is to, to do the trash on Washington Street. And lately, the park has been bad, so we've gotten into doing that. You yeah. know, not every day, but you and know, that section in front is good for walking dogs too, because you, yep. you you remove the snow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Albert Bouchard, who owns Bouchard's restaurant, yeah, yeah. he wants. Uh, I think it was he got a new snowblower one year, and yep. we had a snowstorm, and he yep. cleaned all of. Fame Street from Wellington oh, wow. to the Red Parrot and back. Yeah, uh, both great. sides. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you get a new toy. You get a new you toy. Play, yeah, exactly. You want to play with it. Yeah. And also, I read that um, there was a, depending on who you talk to, it was a somewhat controversial purchase of that new fireboat. And yes. in part of it, one of the things that came out was that you had offered to haul yeah, it. We're, yeah, we're going to do, do haul it. it. You know, once or twice a year. Oh, that's and, good. And um, I think we said so we'd throw in bottom paint and stuff like that. Oh, that's so, yeah, that, yeah. That no, takes it, I think it's a critical thing for Newport to have. I think there's you know right. big boats here now, and um, I think it's an important asset for the city to have. Yeah, a lot um, of people were against it, but I didn't never really understood their argument. I my two cents to my councilman at the time was, you know, I know a thing or two about boats, and I yeah. just hope you throw something in the budget to maintain it. Yeah, and I, and I think know? that's a lot of people's concerns with those kind of things that you know government does, and and then government doesn't know how to maintain it, and. You know, things run downhill, yeah. and then you know, five or ten years from now, the boat doesn't operate, and yet it's a million dollar boat that you know didn't serve its purpose. Are there? Um, are you also involved? With, I see positioned nicely opposite the uh, the guard shack, the Rose Island Lighthouse yes. uh, parade float, so yeah. that you're you're yep, offering a, them storage there. Or yeah, and like they've that. got an office at the shipyard now, and I'm on the I'm on the board of the Rose Island Lighthouse oh, Foundation, okay. and. Uh, I think I went on three years ago now. Yeah. Um, so that's been it's been good. We've been kind of turning it around and getting th- getting things going there. And um, I hadn't been out there until about six years ago. Ever. And, 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 ever. Oh and, right. You know, I've sailed by it for thirty years or whatever. Yeah. But never had gone on the island. 
and it's it's such a unique asset for for everything it in, is, in Newport. Yeah. It's really cool, and uh, my kids love going out there, and it's just it, it's pretty cool. It, it's you know, especially when Newport's, you know. Um, jammed in the summer, and you go out there, and it just feels kind of quiet. Calm. You get to watch the whole everything that's going on in the harbor. You get to watch it from there. No, they're both the the tender that I associate yep. going out there. Does she uh, birth at your facility? Yeah, she stays well. at the shipyard uh, during the summer. They everyone parks over at Fort Adams, and they pick up from there. But during the winter, they pick up from the shipyard. Oh, great! And uh, we did a bit of a refit on that two years ago now. And uh, Rose Island, is it just people get to go out and be a guest uh, light keeper, a lighthouse keeper? Yeah, or? you can go out there for tours. You can go out there uh, to be you know, a lighthouse keeper for a week, or you can go out for a couple nights. Um, the place sleeps about 10 or 12 people. And um, uh, I've only spent one night out there, but it, uh, when the Volvo boats were coming in, we stayed oh. out there. Oh, wow. I didn't get much sleep. Oh, right. But, yeah. <laughs> I think I was. The kids wan- all slept well. I, I think I was well. wandering around Fort Adams that night. Yeah. And finally, I think eleven o'clock. I said, "I'm going." Yeah. Home. <laughs> yeah. We, we had. had uh, this we, is two years. This is the oh the, the first the time. first visit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were, so we'd had a few people out there, and we all had a barbecue and everything, and then oh, by, the great. Time, by the time we got to sleep, and then and then I kept checking my phone to see when they were coming in. Uh, didn't didn't leave much time. Didn't for leave sleep. much time. Well, great. Well, thanks for chatting with me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no well. worries. Mm-hmm.